evening. The makers of the new Rinso bring you the Amos and Andy Show with their guest tonight, Mr. Pat O'Brien. Tonight, our story opens in the home of George Kingfish Stevens. It is evening. The Kingfish is comfortably settled reading the evening newspaper. And his wife, Sapphire, is busy chattering away, as wives always do when their husbands are reading. And then, George, after Miss Van Porter tried on my new hat, guess what she had the nerve to say? <coughs> she said, she said to me, uh, Sapphire, that hat is simply adorable. I remember when it was in style. <coughs> George. Uh-huh. Uh, what's that? Uh, uh, what was you saying, honey? You ain't heard one word I said. You think that's bad? What? I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. No, I, I, I just slipped out. Well, if there's going to be any slipping out, you better stop loafing around this house and slip out and find yourself a job. Oh, I've been thinking about getting a job, honey, but this ain't the right time. Is you going to tell me January is a slow month, like you said, about December and November? Honey, it ain't so much the month as it is the year. This ain't the right year for getting a job. Do you mean to tell me, George Stevens, that you ain't going to work till 1945? Now, wait a minute, honey. Don't try to pin me down to no particular year. <laughs> George Stevens, I done come to the end of my rope. I can't stand no more. Why, everybody in town knows that you's a loafer. I'm ashamed of you. Now, you either get yourself a job or get out. Well, honey, I can't get no job right now. Then get out of this house, because I can't stand no more. Get out! Now, listen, honey. I mean it, George. Get out. Okay, if that's the way you feel about it, I'll packing my suitcase right now. Listen, Mr. George Kingfish Stevens, get out of this house, you big bum. Get out! Uh, hey, who that snoring? That can't all be me. <laughs> hey, hey, who this in my bed with me? Get them covers off your head. Hmm. Ain't no head. It's feet. <laughs> and if I ain't wrong, that's the kingfish's feet. Kingfish, what you doing in my bed? Oh, let me sleep a little longer, honey. Honey? Get up, kingfish. Uh, put on the coffee, sweetheart. Wake up, kingfish. Wake up. Uh, uh, Andy, what you doing in my bed? Your bed? Kingfish, one of us is crazy, and I ain't saying which one tis. But it ain't me. <laughs> what you doing here in my room? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, now I remember that. Remember what? Oh, oh, oh. Oh, and uh, me and the battle axe opened up a second front last night. <laughs> uh, to tell you the truth, Andy, she done throwed me out on my ear. Throwed me right out. Yeah, yeah of course, all my friends are coaxing me to come and stay with them, but... I figured that you were my best friend, and if I went anyplace else to sleep, you'd be mad. Uh, well, I don't get mad that easy. 
your door here was unlocked, so I done snuck in and crawled in bed with you. Uh, it's okay uh, if I stay here with you till this trouble blows over, ain't it? Well... Oh, uh, good. Then that's settled. Thank you, man. <laughs> I knew you'd be overjoyed. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what I say. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah. hello there. How oh, is you? Yeah. Well, hello, Kingfish. Yeah, come in, Amos. Come uh, in. How is you, Amos? Oh, uh, did you sleep here last night, Kingfish? Oh, uh, yeah. Me and my wife had a fight, and she kicked me out. Same old trouble about me not working. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, and you didn't bring no clothes with you, did you, Kingfish? Uh, well, uh, I done packed a suitcase full of stuff, but I didn't want to lug it around Harlem with me, so I checked it at the 125th Street Railroad Station. Well, a lot of good it's going to do you up there. Uh, look, Brother Amos, could you do me two favors? Well, what is the Kingfish? Uh, my wife likes you. Now, look, Amos, go up and talk to her and see if you can get me back in with her. You know what to say to her. And on your way up to see my wife... Stop by Lightning's house and give him this baggage check and tell him to go up to the uh, railroad station, pick up my suitcase, and bring it up here to Andy's room. Okay, Kingfish. I'll do what I can. I'll take care of everything. And good luck to me on this mess. That was Amos on the phone, Andy. No soap. My wife don't want me back. Says she ain't proud of me. Yeah, well, wait a minute. Come in, Lightning. Come uh, in. Here's your suitcase, King C. Oh, uh, that's the stuff, Lightning. Uh, put it up there on the chair. I'll get a clean shirt. Uh, look, Lightning, remind me to... Hey, what is this? What's the matter, King C? This ain't my suitcase. These ain't my clothes. Mm, yeah... That's a soldier suit in there, ain't it? Lightning, where did you get this suitcase at? It ain't yours, huh? I bet I know what happened, Kingfish. When I was carrying your suitcase at the depot, a fella come along, and he must have thunk I was a porter because he asked me if I would carry his suitcase too, uh, to the train. Uh, it was one just like yours. Look, Lightning, all I want to know is, where is my suitcase now? Well, I don't know where it is now, Kingfish, but tomorrow morning it's going to be in Chicago. <laughs> you see, I was carrying both suitcases, and the man was rushing for the Chicago train, and he must have grabbed the wrong suitcase. Lightning, you has messed up things for good. Get out of here. Get out of here. Yeah, sir. Trouble, trouble, trouble. Wrong suitcase. My wife done throwed me out. My own dear wife ain't proud of me. <laughs> I, I gotta do something. Yeah, you sure is. I guess Sapphire's right after all, though, Andrew. I ain't done much nobody could brag about. If I could only think of something that would make her proud. Hey, wait a minute. An idea just done hit me in the head. This might be something. What? That soldier suit there. Yeah, what about it? Listen, Andy, if Sapphire thunk that I was in the Army, that would make her proud of me, wouldn't it? Yeah, but how is you going to make her believe the Army would take an old goat like you? <laughs> now, Andy, listen, I see the whole thing blooming up in front of me now. Listen, the man that owns this uniform is on his way to Chicago, so we can't get it right back to him now. No, that's right. Now, what I'm going to do is to go way downtown where nobody knows me, Going to one of them photographer places, 
put on this uniform and have my picture took. Then you can show Sapphire the picture, and that'll prove to her that I is in the army. Yeah, that's great. But where did I get the picture at? In the mail. You tell her that you done got it in a letter from me from overseas. <laughs> you, do you think that'll do the trick? Oh, sure. Sapphire couldn't help but being proud of me then. If she was to think that I was over in Africa fighting them Japs. <laughs> I'll say she couldn't. You'd be the only man in Africa for doing that. In Africa, you'd be fighting the Lucians. <laughs> and look, this is going to work great. And listen, I'll write a letter and you can show it to her and tell her that you just got it from me from overseas. Is you got any writing paper here? No, Kingfish. I just fresh out of paper. All right, tell you what. Let's go over to the office, and I'll take this uniform with me, because after we write the letter, uh, uh, we can go down to the photographer's and have my picture took. Well, I think that's it, Andrew. Yeah, you got the letter all writ, King. Yeah, Ray. yeah. Now, look. See how this sounds. Uh. Listen to this. Dear Andy, just a line to tell you. Uh, I has done arrived in Africa, and I has already done drove the enemy back eight miles. <laughs> Listen, I thought the enemy was drove out of there already. Hmm, uh... Well, these are some of the enemy that outflanked themselves and got passed up in the rush. That's what <laughs> yeah, that's good. I'll explain that to Sapphire. Uh huh. Yeah. And then I go on to say here, uh, listen, Andy, you would sure be proud of me if you could have been here this morning when General MacArthur decorated me with the Crocsy gear and the Extinguished Service Cross. <laughs> General MacArthur, huh? Where is you now? I'm still in Africa. Oh. That's okay, then. Yeah, Sapphire really going to be proud of you when I read this to her. Yeah, I'll say so. I'll get a load of what I write here. Listen to this. Mm -hmm. uh, since the last paragraph, I have been called to Italy by General Eisenglass. <laughs> then I say here, I am sitting in a shell hole. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Look at here. Look at that big ink spot you got on the paper right there. Can't you rub that out? Well, I put that blot on there on purpose. Uh, you see, I switches to writing with a pencil here. Oh, yeah, yeah. What'd you do that for? Well, let me read you this. I say here, Andy, please excuse the rest of this being written pencil, but my fountain pen was just shot out of my hand. <laughs> yeah. I see. Uh, then I say here, must close now your fighting partner, the Kingfish. Uh, how's that, Andy? Kingfish, that sounds so real, I is missing you already. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of getting homesick myself. It'll feel good to get back, yeah? <laughs> well, Andy, it's time to go into action. Now, we want to go down to the photographer so we can get that picture took of me in my uniform and put it in the letter. Yeah. Now, look here, I ain't going to put on the uniform until I gets down there because I don't think that nobody can wear a soldier uniform on the street without getting in trouble. Yeah, that's right. You'd kind of be taking a chance there, I guess. Yeah, I tell you what, Andy. I'll go downtown to the photographers. Now, here's the address right here. Take this, here. Mm, and you it. go over to Honest Joe's at the pawn shop and buy a gun and some signals from a shoulder mm. and all the other equipment I'm going to need. Yeah. 
You see, I can't be seen floating around Harlem if I suppose to be in Europe. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I'll roam around downtown, meet you at the photographer's at 2 o'clock sharp. Okay, Kingfish. I'll be there with all the equipment you're going to need. You remember Andy was to get some equipment for the kingfish. As we join the boys now, Andy has just entered the photographer's studio. Uh, something I can do for you, sir? Uh, yes, sir. I'm looking for a man by the name of George Stevens. I suppose to meet him here to have his picture took. Oh, yes, yes. He's putting on his uniform in this room right here. Go right in. I'm checking on some background scenery for him. Oh, uh, yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, hello, Kingfish. Hello there. Yeah, well, how's it? And, uh, how does it look in my uniform? Oh, yeah. Look good, all right. Say, uh, what is them two stripes on your arm? Oh, uh, that means that I, as a corporal, hmm. if this fellow that owned a suitcase had any ability, I'd be a sergeant. <laughs> uh, tell me, Andy, did uh, you get everything? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Honest Joe didn't have no army rifles. All I could get was this double-barrel shotgun. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, Andy, uh, did you get them signals like I told you to get? Yeah, I got medals and decolations, and here's two silver bars I got, too. Uh, uh, what do two silver bars mean? Well, I ain't sure, but whatever one silver bar means, this means you was twice as good. Uh, you ain't got one with three silver bars on it, is you? No, but here's a silver eagle for one shoulder. <laughs> that means you as an American. Yeah. Well, uh, hold those. I'll put them on later. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, boys. You haven't got a background with ships or anything like that. It has to be that, huh? Well, yes, I do. Well, look, why don't you go right down the street here, half a block to my son's place? I think he'll have what you want. He's got a lot of that background stuff down there. Uh, tell him that I sent you. No, all right, we'll do that. Thank you, Moses. Come on, yeah. Yeah. Throw this stuff here in the suitcase. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Throw this thing up here and just get out of here. Is you going to walk out on the street with that uniform on? Yeah, it's just a half a block, Andy. You carry the gun. Yeah. We'll walk fast. Yeah, we'll do that. It's only right down... Uh, uh, excuse me. Excuse me. Look out there, soldier. Where do you think you're going? Oh, I'm sorry, Moses. I, I just wasn't looking where I was going. And another thing. Don't you know enough to salute an officer? Well, sir, well look, mother, I ain't really... I mean, uh, yeah, sir, yeah, sir. I'll salute you, Lieutenant. <laughs> Lieutenant? Doesn't this eagle on my shoulder mean anything to you? <laughs> yeah, sir. You was an American. <laughs> I also happen to be a colonel. Colonel O'Brien. All right, attention. Well, I'm paying attention to you already. Right. <laughs> Heels together. Toes out. Straight up. Now, salute. Yeah. Not with your left hand. Well, I got the suitcase in my right hand. Just a minute, I'll quickly... What kind of a yard bird are you? Where are you stationed? Well, uh, uh, me and my friend here is kind of going around on maneuvers right now. <laughs> 
Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, uh, yes, yeah, 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 that's what we're doing, Mr. Colonel. Sir? You stationed out here at uh, Camp Yap, Hank? Uh, uh, yes, sir, yes, sir, that's where I'm stationed, yes, sir. Well, I'm going to turn you over to the military police right now. Uh, uh, Mr. Colonel, he can explain everything. He can do all his explaining before a military hearing tomorrow morning, and it might interest you to know that I'll be the presiding judge. <laughs> All right, soldier, all right, out of the guardhouse. You're going over to see Colonel O'Brien. Put on your shoes. These court marshals are formal. Uh, yeah, sir, yeah, sir. I'm putting them on right now. Well, come on, shake a leg. Uh, what do you think the colonel will do to me? Oh, for not saluting, he'll give you going over for about 30 minutes. Yeah, sir, I'm sure glad to hear that. I was a little worried for a while. You're worried? Ha! Listen, we got a guy down at the other end of this guardhouse that's really got trouble. He was picked up wearing an army uniform, and he's not even in the army. <laughs> They'll probably give him 20 years. Yeah, well, I'm sure glad to... 20 years? Sergeant Smith reporting, sir. I have a prisoner here. Right. Step forward, Corporal Stevens. Yes, mm, uh, yes. All right, you can stop saluting now. Besides, it isn't necessary to salute with both hands. Uh, yeah, sir, yeah, sir. Stevens, pull on that stomach. You're a soldier, not a sack of flour. Stevens, your willful neglect in failing to salute an officer is a serious offense. This act of yours is not only a breach of the Army Code and contrary to soldierly procedure, but the manner in which you've conducted yourself is a disgrace to the United States Army. Uh, yeah, sir, I... Ain't much good, is it? <laughs> I'll, uh, resign out if you want me to. Oh. So you want to hand in your resignation, is that it? Well, ain't no use for me to mess up the army, I... Nobody resigns from this army. Pull in your stomach. Colonel, I was afraid it's out there permanent. Uh, I, I wonder if I could ask you a question, Mr. Colonel O'Brien. Yes, yes, go ahead. Go ahead. Be quick. Uh, well, uh, suppose a fella done put on an army uniform, but he really didn't mean to do it. Would he get 20 years in the guardhouse or something like that? Are you referring to a civilian who impersonates a soldier? Yeah, I just said, uh, well, of course, I just suppose now. I just kind of playing like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's something a little fishy about this whole thing. Sergeant? Search the prisoner and get his credentials. Yes, sir. I'll get to the bottom of this. Uh, I don't know what all them papers is that you done dug out of my inside pocket here, but I'd like to keep this letter I got here in my side pocket, please. Let me have that letter, Sergeant. Yes, sir. Give the rest of those papers to the officer of the day and have him check them. Yes, sir. Oh, see, what's this? Dear Andy, just a line to tell you I has... Done, arrived in Africa, and I has already done drive the enemy back eight miles. <laughs> well, what took you so long, Superman? <laughs> uh, Colonel, I can explain all that. Yeah, well, I wish you would. 
Because if a fellow like you can do all that, we'll call the army home so they won't get in your way. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I want to explain to you how that letter happened to be written. Uh, Colonel, you was a married man, ain't you? Yes. Uh, has your wife ever thrown you out on your... What wife? was that? Uh, no, sir, I guess I was there. Uh, sorry, there. Uh, uh, well, my wife said to me, she said, Mr. George Kingfish Stephen. You see, whenever she says them words, I know I was a goner. <laughs> and always following that, uh, well, she, 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 she called me a big bum and she threw me out. And the way I figured to get back in with her was to make her proud of me. Yeah, yeah. Well, go on, go on. Yeah, uh, Colonel, I guess sometime in your life you have done, done something that you wouldn't have done unless you had to do it because you wanted to do something you know that you hadn't done. Or you <laughs> would have done something that you didn't want to do because if you didn't do the thing you done done, ain't you? <laughs> By any chance, are you talking in code? Uh, Colonel, I'm going to tell you the truth. Well, I'm going to get the truth out of you before you leave here. Yeah, well, here is the truth. Here it is. I really is a civilian. I ain't in the Army. Then what are you doing wearing an Army uniform? Well, I done it so that I could make my wife proud of me. <laughs> you see, I put on this soldier uniform that was in a suitcase that a friend of mine brought me by mistake. The, the uniform belongs to some man that's on his way to Chicago now. What was your purpose in disguising yourself as a soldier? Well, you see, Mr. Colonel, Joanna, <laughs> I was just going to have my picture took in it. That's the whole story. That's the truth. Stevens, in wearing an army uniform, you have committed a grave offense. And despite the fact that you didn't know what you were doing, it is my duty to turn you over to... Colonel O'Brien. Yes, Major Morris. I think we have something here. May I ask the prisoner a question? Yes, of course. Stevens, do you have any idea where the man is who owns this uniform you're wearing? Oh, yeah, sir. Uh, he got on a train last night. And where was that train headed for? Chicago. That's what I thought. Colonel, I would like to call intelligence. Tell them to commandeer that train and not let any passengers off until the United States Army takes over. <laughs> And so, George Stevens, your government absolves you of any and all guilt in connection with wearing the Army uniform illegally. This is a serious offense, and one for which there is a drastic penalty. And yet the seriousness of it is offset by the fact that had you not worn that uniform, one of a group of enemy alien saboteurs would have worn it to gain admittance to a large war plant near Chicago, which they had planned to blow up. Through coded papers found in the pocket of that uniform... Messages were deciphered, which led to the discovery and apprehension of the entire gang of saboteurs. And so, George Stevens, the Army absolves you of the charge. Now, wait a minute, Mr. Colonel. I, as an American citizen, you can't absolve me without a fair trial. I can... <laughs> oh, no, by absolve, I mean we have cleared you of any guilt. And the Army thanks you for the services you have rendered. Oh, thank you, Colonel O'Brien. Does that mean that I forgive for not saluting you, too? Oh, yes, it does. In fact, I salute you for the good work you've done. You can go home now. I think your wife will be very proud of you. Even more proud than if you had done drive the enemy back eight miles. <laughs> So, honey, I done captured all of them saboteurs. 
Yes, sir. He got every last one of them, and they come out without a scratch. Oh, George, I'm so proud of you, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Oh, he is a hero, all right. Oh, yeah, I'm the biggest man in town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to get a medal, too. Oh, sure, they're going to measure him for it as soon as his chest stops swelling. <laughs> yeah, he done a great thing for his country. Well, that sure is a step in the right direction, George. Now, what about the job you was going to get? Well, now, wait a minute, honey. I, I can't do everything at once, you know. I was a busy man for a while being a hero. George, is you going to start looking for a job, or ain't you? Honey, I just ain't got time right now. Oh, you ain't? No, I ain't got time. Listen, Mr. George Kingfish Stevens. Uh, hold it, honey, hold it. Get the suitcase, Andy. We're packing again. <laughs> Be sure to tune in each Friday night at this same time for the Amos and Andy Show. Next Friday, the boys' guest will be Adolph Manjou. Our thanks to Pat O'Brien for appearing with us tonight. He is currently in the RKO picture, The Iron Major, and is co-starred with Deanna Durbin in Universal's His Butler's Sister. Our program is broadcast to our armed forces overseas. This is Harlow Wilcox, and before I leave, here's a reminder. Tonight, many of our wounded soldiers who might otherwise die will be given the precious gift of life itself. And it will be a gift from you. Yes, one of the most essential ingredients in those precious, life-saving sulfur drugs is made from used kitchen fats that you have skimmed from soups and rendered from solid fats. So save every drop in any clean tin can. And when you have half a pound or more, turn it into your butcher right away. He'll give you four cents for each pound and two brown ration points besides. Oh.